This podcast is supported by Patreon. You can support it at patreon.com slash toadsanime and listen to the next episode before it releases. Alternatively, spend it on something more important, like a nice pot of hummus. Hello everybody and welcome to the Toad on Games podcast. And I won't pretend I know when I'm releasing this because I'm recording a bunch all at once. So, hello, future Ryan. I, I love you. You've got nice hands. Congratulations. Um, with me today is Ben. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. And do you want to tell us who you are? What the fu- what the fuck do you do, man? <laughs> I do quite a lot of things, but I guess I'm mainly known for my YouTube channel called Twip, where I'll do discussions, sometimes news updates, a lot of Sonic, Nintendo, uh, just things like that. I've been doing it for five years now. So, yeah, it's been quite long. Sweet. Um... <laughs> on the on the Sonic thing, I find it quite interesting. Like I I I was especially interested in getting you in because I feel like uh, you obviously are, you you're all into Sonic and stuff. I once yep. wrote an article for the Daily Mirror, which was I think the headline was um, something like "Why Sonic the Hedgehog Sucks and Always Has" or, uh... or something atrocious like that. And I mean, looking back at it nowadays, I'm like that was that was a bit of a dumb that that uh... was a, that was a dumb. dumb. <laughs> I'm still not like. I'm still like the biggest Sonic fan, but I, yeah. I mean, I've always respected the character designs. I think the character designs are fucking stellar. I think yeah. they're great. Um, the music's obviously wicked. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2. Mm-hmm. Love that. I want me. I just want a game that's just Chow Gardens, basically. Just that. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Like a mobile I'm Chow Garden. Amazed. Um, and then I guess that kind of comes into like one of my main problems with, with Sonic teams. That I feel that they take really cool ideas. And then because I guess the fan base is so splintered, this is just my perception. I, yeah. I'm not as yeah. in on this view. Because the fan base is so splintered, they kind of take the idea and then perhaps take on different types of feedback or the wrong feedback and go, oh, okay, right, let's scrap that. And they'll move on to a new idea immediately in the next game. Yeah. They, they haven't really spent time developing ideas. Because I feel like if you look at Sonic Lost World or you look at Sonic Colors or Sonic Generations, there's really good ideas in any one of those that if they had developed it over the course of a few games, it could have been something wicked, but they just scrap everything immediately and go to the next game. Um, and they've kind of been doing that for about 15 years. No, I know. Yeah, the main thing that started that was Sardicle 6 when the game was so atrociously bad in terms of glitches and that and the story that they just perceived that as, oh, I guess people don't like adventure gameplay anymore. Bam. And then we've never seen it return ever again. Yeah, it's a real shame. I, I feel like that happens a lot with video game studios. I feel like they get the wrong message from feedback and criticism yeah. quite regularly. I mean, the most recent example I can think of that is um, in Resident Evil 3, the recent remake. I haven't played it yet, so Same. I'm not going to spoil it or anything. Um, but I have played Resident Evil uh, 2. And from that remake, before it launched, there was a lot of criticism about Mr. X appearing every you know appearing yeah. and tracing you and everyone everyone's everyone hated it <laughs> yeah until it launched and then everyone loved it and was like oh this is great and i think that uh the development team had already taken on that feedback and changed that for the resident evil 3 remake because mm-hmm. nemesis acts very differently and and then it launched resident evil 3 remake and everyone this is how nemesis acts in that because it's not like mr x so i, I feel like studios will take on feedback perhaps too early or or, or hear the wrong message yeah yeah, because even the Sardic Forces, which is a game I'm infamous for, uh, right. I did a lot of coverage on that. Um, so they tried to go back to the boost gameplay from Colors and Generations, but they ended up taking the wrong message from Generations, being that classic Sonic was coming back in Forces, when really I feel like the reason people love Generations so much was just the fact that it was an entire celebration of the franchise, not specifically mm. because it was classic Sonic and he's in the game. Wow. So they kind of, like, last minute shoved Classic Sonic into Forces, and that was everybody's, or at least everybody I know, it was their least favorite part of that entire game. So, right. yeah, I agree with the whole, they take the wrong message from different games. I can't really stand it. I wish they would just, like, have their own creative vision, rather than Absolutely. directly trying to take on exactly what people want over and over, because then you'll just yeah, get these stitched I absolutely games agree. That... If they just had a vision, stuck to it, no matter what anyone says, just do it. Because then, then they'll evolve it and they'll work on it and they'll gain experience on, on their ideas and it will become brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't really have that much. I mean, gosh, what Sonic? What recent Sonic games have I played? You know, I, I really haven't played that much. Um, come to think of it, I have not played that much Sonic. I mean, as, as I mentioned, Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Loved it. Um, 
played a little bit of 06 and boom, which was unfortunate, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, I think I previewed Forces, but I haven't played that much of it. Um, yeah. yeah. And that, shame, well, really. well, Forces was the last mainline game. The only thing they've released in is Team Sonic Racing, which is pretty much my big issue with the franchise now, is that it's so dormant. They Seemingly, Sega's lack of budget or whatever has stop them from developing all these different games like back in the days of 06 which is known as like the dark age of sonic we would have these handheld spin-offs like sonic rush sonic rivals yeah. we would have sonic riders and we'd have all these different games but now all we've had for the past three years is team sonic racing sonic mania and sonic forces that's it that's all we've had and it's just it feels really dead and that's my main criticism with the franchise right now that is a shame, yeah. I feel like there are uh, those spin-off titles, which which are wicked, you know, so like Sonic yeah. Advance and Rush and and, and uh, the RPG-ish one. Uh-huh. Um, those uh, those tended to be on the sort of handheld consoles, yeah. And I think now that we every console that exists now is kind of like a mainline, yeah. So maybe that's that's maybe directed their 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 moves and where they're going, which is daft because I would definitely take a an interesting spin-off. I mean, look at what Mario does. Like, the one thing... Well, one of the many things Nintendo are really good at is wanting to take their character, Mario, and place him in as many different genres as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Mario and Rabbids that came out. It's a strategy game with that had oh, yeah. no right to be as, as good as it was, but it was brilliant. Um, and you've got Paper Mario, and Sonic is a bloody strong character. He one is! One of the he strongest is. characters. Even me, someone that is not a big fan, it's a damn strong character. Um, obviously, with with public perception and, and uh, yeah, and stuff, but it's character design and it has its own personality and its own sort of iconography. And I think that you can just poop, pluck him up like they did with Team Racing and plop him into different genres. And I, I'm more than up for seeing loads of different ideas with with the Sonic universe. I am too, but there was a big issue with Team Sonic Racing. The marketing was. It was not good. Um, for some reason, they decided not to really spend a lot of money on the marketing for Team Sonic Racing. The main promotional material was releasing new music tracks, which is something only like diehard Sonic fans would be excited about. It's no, it's not a thing that right. would get the general public be like, "Wow, the music is great! I want to buy the game now." So, yeah, it it didn't. The game didn't sell well. I know if I felt like that. Okay. I think it was one of the least selling Sonic games out there. Uh, which is why they try and shove it into the movie um, before the movie actually started and everything in cinemas. Um, so I actually disagree with the whole, like, they could plonk him anywhere. I think they should try more things, but they need to invest in marketing. Because even Mario and Sonic last year, the Tokyo 2020 game, that sold really bad. That was not a mm. good, well-selling game whatsoever. And it's just, they're not pushing the games enough, in my opinion. I just, because like, ever since Boom, their budget has been really constrained on these games lack of games lack of marketing and it's been affecting the sales but now thanks to the sonic movie I, I i would hope that sega made a lot of money from that and that they can actually use that to invest in future sonic projects and kind of hand out the ip to more studios to make different types of games that's what mm. i'm hoping for but i'm really unsure yeah sonic has just been uh i think right now and this is probably controversial right now before the movie it's probably the worst time to be a Sardic fan. That's right. what I would say. I would, like, the Dark Age had all these bad games, so, but there were still games like Sardic Unleashed, the Sardic Rush games. People liked Sardic Riders and Sardic Rivals. Like, there were still decent games coming out, and mm. quite a lot of them too. But recently, uh, it's just been, we've had Forces, which was not well received. Mania was. Mania was fantastic and an excellent use mm. of their budget. I was very pleased with Mania. Um, Team Sonic Racing was constrained by its budget. And then we've had these animation shorts, which they're awesome, but I don't think they should be carrying the, the franchise for like years. So that's really my main my main issue. And I'm hoping so, at least by next year it changes. So do you think the problem sort of is that they're focusing too much on the core base then? Yeah. Yeah, and I've said this numerous times. The hardcore Sonic fans make up such a small portion of everybody who's going to play a Sonic game. They shouldn't be mm. aiming for that. And that's that goes back into the whole listening to feedback. Because the only feedback it feels like they're taking is 
the really hardcore Sardic fans feedback. And that's something I don't think they should be going for. Like I said, I think they should have their own vision that they feel would please everyone, but not directly just taking features from past games because people liked them. Yeah, totally. And as you say, it's not it's not even necessarily a creative issue. It's 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 in the marketing and yeah. uh, sort of their their target audience in general. You're absolutely right. I think it's easier for people like us. Um, we get trapped in our little gaming bubble and forget just how massive the the, the mainstream yeah. is. Um, that's why Mario is a success. It doesn't sell 10 million copies because of everyone, all the Nintendo fans with Yoshi avatars on Twitter. Yeah. It sells 10 million copies because of the mainstream who are completely outside of this, of the, of this, uh, of this bubble. And you know, the people within that bubble are important. The hardcore fans are important. You want to please them. Um, but it's definitely, you, you can't focus solely on that and then neglect the mass market. Yeah, um, and that that is actually why I've got such a big issue with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right. Um, the name of the game alone, like I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I think it's a bit misleading. Uh, I think none of the promotional material or the title of the game even hints at the fact that it's only a part one at all. Mm. So when like people, older gamers of older generations are looking and being like, wow, I remember playing that game in the past. I want to relive those days of yore. And then they play the game, they beat the game, and they realize it's only got Midgar, and the ending kind of changes the entire future of this remake franchise. I can't help but feel like that's a bit misleading for the consumer. Like, Enix, they, Square Enix, they did state multiple times in interviews and all that, that it was an episodic thing, but nowhere in the the promotional material did I see that. Yeah, um, I see what you mean. So people in the know obviously know that yeah. that's the first part, but that the mass, someone might pick that up off the shelf and go, oh, I remember playing that. Oh, yeah. remake. Oh. And it might, I don't know whether it's not, it might be on the back, so there's the first part of the saga. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm in kind of two minds about it because obviously it's a difficult one for them and their marketing team because if you say that this is Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part 1, People are gonna think it's like an episodic thing, whereas in reality, it's it's they've taken that small section of that first game and stretched it out into a full length game. Yeah, so it's a difficult one because if they say part one, it makes it feel like it's incomplete, but it's as much a product as Uncharted One is that has yeah. a sequel. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. But of course, you're absolutely right. People will people will pick that up if they're not in the know and assume that will cover the entirety of the story. Um, it's a bit of a tricky one, really. I, d- I don't really know what the right answer is for that. Um, um, I just... They should have given it a subtitle. They didn't necessarily have to call it part one. Yeah. They could have given it like some sort of subtitle, like Final Fantasy VII Remake at the beginning or something. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because just right now, calling it Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think is absolutely misleading because it kind of insinuates that it's just Final Fantasy VII Remake the whole game like that i don't know yeah i mean i haven't come by anyone that has no nah, i know I'm the, yeah, yeah. But, like but, a... but the average customer that you know as we say that isn't necessarily inside this bubble that doesn't perhaps follow video game news but remembers that game and goes oh oh my god they remade it wow literally hadn't heard of it before they picked yeah. it off the shelf and yeah it's, it's it's very plausible that they would uh and yeah, that um, only and and the ending kind of insinuates that future games aren't going to be remakes at all. So that's um, my issue number two about that. But that would be yeah. Quite a I mean, I I I haven't. I'm not a massive fan of the original. I didn't grow up with it because my first game was yeah. Eight. Same. I, I haven't either. played the remake yet. Same. Um. So yeah, it's a bit of a. I obviously don't want to spoil this for for, for anyone listening. Yeah. But I I have read that on the um. In the law book that they've released in Japan recently, I believe it was, um, they have kind of explained that. Please remember, this is a remake. If you're expecting the story to be different in future parts, it, it isn't. Um, it will really. It will, it will basically cover. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how this part ends or, or what. I know that there's a lot of theories and that there's a lot of weirdness going on there. I don't yeah, know hmm. it, but... that. I that sounds really what that sounds hard to believe. Just the way it ends, it literally there's a tagline at the end that says the unknown journey will continue, which insinuates that it's going to be new. So, hmm, I, hmm. who knows? 
Yeah. Who the Nimura. hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Nomura directed this, am I yeah, right? He is did, it? yeah. And he's he's fucking crazy. Yeah, you know what? So, I'll say one thing. Who if knows? you like Kingdom Hearts, oh my god. <laughs> I love Kingdom Hearts. Do you know what? That's that's exactly I, I'm hoping to play Fun Fantasy Seven Remake soon. And um as I say, I have not grown up with the original. I do not have an attachment yeah. to it. Um and so I actually quite like the changes in this remake in the combat system and stuff because I Oh I really yeah, 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 the combat Kingdom looks Um so I'm looking forward to playing that. And also, I kind of like that my I, I'm very time poor in general yeah. um, as an adult. So I kind of like that it isn't a 100-hour long RPG. Like, yeah. I look to think it's, it's about 20 hours. That's fine by me. <laughs> Don't pick um, up Xenoblade. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, tr- uh, I, I... Which one was it? I tried Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Maybe it was that one. On, On the Switch? Switch? Yeah, I yeah, did. I, I, did. I, I, I maybe put five to ten, maybe fifteen hours into it because I was writing a preview. Yeah, um, and then that was about it. I didn't really feel compelled to continue with that. Ooh. But then I, but then I'm, I'm sure it's a great game. I, I um, but I, uh, I just don't think I often have the energy for long hundred hour long RPG kind of stuff. Um, I just ain't got in me anymore. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I didn't really get into that game until 30 hours in. The main thing that kind of drew me off was the combat, because it was really hard to get into. But once right. you get into it, it's actually pretty... It, it, it seems pretty simple. Like I could explain the combat to anyone, and I'm sure they could get into it. It really just depends, because the game's like really story-focused, so most of the time you're going to be watching cutscenes and stuff, which I actually like. Um, mm. The music to that that's game was funny. amazing. That was my favorite part of the game, without a shadow of a doubt. That is one of the best gaming soundtracks ever made. So to hear that the definitive edition is remastering pretty much the entire soundtrack, that's the coolest shit in the world. I love that. I didn't have to do that because the original music still holds up in that game. Mm. But yeah, and I've never actually I've never played Xenoblade One before, so this is going to be all new to me as well. But having the music be on the same level of quality as Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it's very, very exciting. I'm very much looking forward to that game. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I may try... I, I want to get into it, because I'm certain I would enjoy it. I'm certain I would like them. It's just, in recent years, I find that I am wanting to just complete smaller games, just for that nice little... In my head, yeah. that nice little... Ooh, that nice little bit of accomplishment that little yep. tick in my box in my head that says you've you've done something well done and then i can list it off and move on yep. um so i think i mean last year i completed like 20 25 games which for me in recent years that's amazing i i i focused very hard on trying to complete as many games as possible last year um and i'm trying to do that again this year although i haven't even finished doom no Channel i'm yet. jealous i, I never I never get to play games. I'm so busy with my YouTube and writing reviews and articles and shit that I never get a t- I never get enough time to just sit down, play a game for like five hours straight, and that's it. Yeah, I I never get that anymore. It's sad. This is the problem I think with with anyone that kind of works in games or, yeah. or, or works in involving video games is the horrible ironies when you do that you kind of end up with no time to play them yeah um <laughs> it's the it's atrocious um yeah yeah like I'm <laughs> i mean working, as a... yeah i can work in on a final fantasy 7 video right now but i've also never played the remake i've only played right. the original for four hours i don't have any attachment to the game i'm just discussing mm. like the whole like the scenario of it being a remake and all that but it's just, I miss playing games. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> and now because of this quarantine, I, I thought I'd have more time to do it, but I actually don't. I yeah, like absolutely that. the same. I was like, oh, yay, quarantine. I'll get to, oh, hit some of my backlog. Brilliant. It hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, the one sort of saving grace is it has meant that a lot of video games have been delayed, which for me, I'm like, bloody brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the only thing I'm not happy about that is that the Sonic announcement has been delayed. I mean, which is fair. It's just, oh, it's been... What was that? Years. I'm not even sure what that was. That yeah. Was going to be announcement. Uh, we don't actually know what was going to be announced, but it was assumed that it was going to be a new game since it's been three years. Was this something that Sonic, that, that Sega had been teasing then? Yes. Yes. The South by right. Southwest, uh, which is where it was originally going to be held, but that got cancelled and then it was meant to get announced this month, and then they cancelled it. And now we just have to kind of wait. So, just a little longer. I do find it strange that they really haven't maximised their opportunity with the film release. Um, 
absolutely fuck all that happened around that 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 movie. Yeah, and no, no, yeah, launch, no, you've it's, got it's very yeah. strange. Which is when they use Team Sonic Racing. Like this is the thing. They should have had a new game by then. There should have been a game. Like it didn't even have to be a movie game. It could have been Mania Two. Could have been anything. Could have been a spin-off game. Anything. They had yeah. nothing to release next to that movie. Nothing. And that is what I'm talking about. That they're, they're just they're not really spending money on Sonic anymore, other than that movie. So I'm hoping, because of the success of it, that that's gonna change things. Because like Sonic is starting to be more relevant again. So I really hope they capitalize off of that. And if they don't, then they've just wasted the biggest opportunity they've had in over a decade. Yeah, it's. I mean. It... It's incredibly strange to me. It's obviously Sega's biggest property. It's obviously massively important to them. Yeah. Licensing wise and merchandising wise, it's obviously absolute top tier. They, I'm yeah. sure they still earn more from that as a brand than literally anything else combined. Uh, I don't know that's a fact, but that, that seems certain to me. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of the world's most recognizable video game characters, mm-hmm. and they need to be able to find a way for that to translate into sales. Um, it's absurd that it that it doesn't i mean anything with mario on the box will sell bucket loads they immediately become some of the best selling switch games yeah it has mario on the front that doesn't seem to be happening with sonic no it um, doesn't even with sonic why even with sonic mania and i don't know if this is going to sound bad but like i think that game only just sold one million and for a game that was pretty much a sequel to one of the most hailed sonic games ever made being sonic 3 and knuckles i would have thought it would have done way better than that uh, but they and it being like an indie style title where it's not super expensive and it's easily accessible. I, I don't know. I just would have thought that would have sold way more than that. Yeah, I think basically their brand has just taken an absolute beating. No, it has. Uh, yeah, over the last decade or so. So it's just like even that a massively well received game, um, kind of exactly what the fans and the public kind of want out of Sonic. And as you say, the sales were good. I'm yeah. sure incredibly profitable for such a low budget game. Um, but it's not, it wasn't like a 10, 20 million seller. Um, yeah, like even, yeah, exactly. And that it's just, they don't spend enough on the marketing. That's, I just, Team Sonic Racing infuriated me so much. That made me so annoyed just because they were never marketing it. Um, at one point, they got Aaron Hansen from the Game Grumps and they flew him out to Japan to record a Big the Cat song. And upload that on YouTube, and that was marketing. That's what they thought marketing mm. was, and oh, it made me so annoyed because I knew the game was fun. I had played at EGX. I was trying my hardest to promote it, and they just didn't seem to care. So when the game came out, uh, I remember seeing the number a hundred thousand. By the time Crash Team Racing was out, uh, Team Sonic Racing has only sold a hundred thousand copies worldwide. Which. St- yeah, stuff like that, Aaron Hansen. I mean, that that's good marketing, right? So get, getting it getting it out there. I, I'm sure whatever that video was had millions of views. I haven't seen it. Um, that's good, but it, it's important that that sort of marketing. But it is kind of preaching to the choir. Like I'm sure that his viewership is or, already people that are engaged in yeah. gaming, no, no, and no, no, new releases no. and stuff. It's not the right audience that they need. To no, 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 no. That's not getting... my issue. They didn't. This is this is the worst thing of all. They didn't like give him exclusive footage to put on his channel or anything. That's not what happened at all. They literally just recorded a random Big the Cat song that didn't even necessarily have to be Team Sonic Racing, and they just put it on the Sonic official YouTube channel. That's all they did. They didn't give Aaron any sort of like preview that he could have uploaded on Game Grumps or anything, because I feel like that would have been good marketing. That would have been a wide audience. They didn't do that. They just recorded a random meme song and then uploaded it on YouTube. And that was that was it. That's all they did. I suppose part of it is that you have to play to the person's audience. So obviously I've worked in PR and worked with influencers. Yeah. So I guess they figured that that sort of video fits more with his content than yeah. a video of just some footage. Um and you know any brand engagement is is good. That's good, but it, as you say, if it, it didn't if it didn't directly link in in any fashion into the new game, that it isn't the you know it's not really that successful marketing for that. Yeah, no, and that's, that's the game launch. Issue. What they uh, really should be doing is targeting. And maybe they do. I, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely not knowledgeable enough on this subject. Um, but what they should be doing is hitting a lot more mainstream YouTubers. Yeah, people completely outside of the gaming Eurosphere. Um. Eurosphere, that's a word now. Hmm. Um, completely out of the gaming sphere, and um, you know, just mass market 
marketing. Um, yeah. Not focusing on the gaming bubble. They already know it exists. They'll pick it up if they want it. Yeah. Uh, at that point. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping the brand picks up. Uh, Sonic is an important character. I'm not the biggest fan of, of Sonic games, but it's important. And I would I would love to see it do well. I'd love to... I'd love to see it become absolutely fucking massive and have some me really too, great Sonic Me too, which is why games. the movie made me so happy. Seeing Sonic on the big screen and posters everywhere all over the city, it was amazing. I was like, wow, Sonic is actually in the spotlight again. He's relevant. This is amazing. And that's the only time I ever recall that happening in forever. So I hope the movie has done good things for Sega and the Sonic brand because... I'm kind of just sick of because basically their their shtick on like social media right now is being like memes, um, mm. which haha funny, but and I don't know if this makes me sound like uh, a negative Nancy, but I just I don't see how that's helping their sales. I mean, the engagements in itself are good, so it's, yeah, it's, the engagement sort of brand good. engagement. Um, but it's it's not necessarily that's good because it engages people with the brand. It's it's very good. They're not doing anything wrong there. It works splendidly. Um, but it doesn't necessarily help specific launches. It doesn't because like, you don't see Nintendo like doing that. Out. Nintendo don't no. have to do that. Like they're... I don't necessarily think it's bad. I don't ne- I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad thing to be doing. It is it is positive brand engagement. But uh, yeah, I've always felt like. They're just kind of winging it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've always feel like they don't, they don't particularly know. I don't think they know what to do with the brand, really. Uh, I, f- I feel like ever since it hit into into the 3D realm, they've kind of really just been toying with different ideas and haven't really ever known exactly what to do with that character. Um, well, I feel yeah. like they've just been trying to adapt to new the, the new current trends, which is fine right. of itself. Um. But this, I I don't know. I just the memes. I I hate the memes only because it's it's ninety percent memes on their media channels, which is not good. Like we've got the new Sonic at the Olympic Games mobile, like that mobile game that's coming out. They haven't said a peep about that since it was revealed last year. Sega have been on their media channels, but the Sonic one is way more like recognizable. Why aren't they posting about their new game on their social media channel? And it's things like that that it's just like, yeah, you're making the same mistake again. So that's oh, it hurts because it just I know the <laughs> outcome every time that the games just won't sell, and not because they're bad, but because they're just not getting the word out enough. Is this? Uh, are you? Would you consider yourself an outlier in 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 the Sonic fandom, or is this a general sentiment that is that is felt? Uh general. I would say I'm. I'm not alone in this for sure. I'm definitely not alone. I know a lot of people who are like sick of the whole meme stuff and the lack of promotion for new content that they have that they just just are not adamant on showing. So yeah, I'm not I'm not alone in that. Absolutely not. I know a lot. I mean, most people. I mean, I, a lot of the people like the memes, which is fine. Uh, just me personally, I've always had an issue with Sega's marketing. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me absolutely nuts. <laughs> Like it, it, at one point, it felt like I was promoting Team Sonic Racing more than they were. So, right. yeah. Um, I remember one time I made a video on the lack of marketing, and I had the, the official Sonic YouTube channel like reply to the video, uh, letting me know right. stuff that was coming. And then some of the stuff never came. So they were doing these like remixes of Sonic Mania music, and they promised like, five of the remix tracks, and they never came. I think we got three, and then the other stuff just never happened so i don't know it just i guess my main point is that the communication with their general audience is bad because the only thing they know how to do right now it feels like is funny memes and not uh gain trust between their consumers so uh, you you having a youtube channel that quite heavily focuses on sonic Mm -hmm. what sort of content is is working for you in in terms of the sonic well, because that, that's quite interesting. Because that's actually a really good measure of seeing exactly what it is that fans are are looking for. And well, what, yeah, what, what exactly well, they're engaging with. Well, flat out right now, lately I've been doing just a lot of new stuff, discussing like because Sega have there's like the twentieth of every month. There's this Sonic event thing that usually never announces stuff, 
But like whenever I report on that or anything else news related to Sonic, it always gets high viewership. So it just right. to me that shows that people are just craving for the next thing just because it's been so yeah. long. They're just hungry for for, yeah. for news at this point. And also the movie as well, because people really enjoyed the movie. So if I make a video on the movie, people tend to watch just because it was I thought it was a really good movie. That was a fun time. I have not seen it yet, you know. Oh I no! I was meant to go to the premiere, couldn't for various reasons. I just I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, and I'm sure it's fun. Oh, it um, is. It's so fun. My 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 view was that if it was an equivalent to Detective Pikachu, kind of like you know, not exactly groundbreaking, but yeah. pretty oh, fun mm. little film, then then good. I, and it seems like that is that is what it achieved with it. Yeah, I hated Detective Pikachu. <laughs> and because we're in this weird situation at the moment, it may end up being that that film becomes like the first or second highest grossing film of 2020 as well. Oh, I know, right? I think that's hilarious. That is, that is so funny. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> hey, it did really well. I think it did uh, over 300 million so far. Oh, yeah. probably in total. So yeah, that's pretty good. It didn't quite get as much as Detective Pikachu, but it did do it in a faster time span. I know that. So it's the fastest grossing video game movie ever. Which is yeah. as- not that not that, let's be honest, in terms of um, yeah. reception, doesn't have that much to fight against. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but video game adaptations just historically haven't worked. I, I tell you what, actually, this this Sonic film and Detective Pikachu kind of prove that for a video game adaptation, you just need a kind of do a completely original spin. You just need to do an original story, and you know, have have your sort of callbacks to the law, and have it yeah. be relevant in that way. Um, but just you can't adapt to them in the same way that you could a book. Um, yeah, no, the because cool it's thing an about... interactive medium, and it loses that interactivity by going to the screen, so it doesn't really seem to work historically. Yeah, the cool thing about the Sonic movie is that everyone thought it was going to be bad because it was live action. And then it released, and it was actually good. Like, it was actually a decent movie, like, despite it being live action. Uh, and that makes me really happy, because it, it, like, live action movies like that never tend to be great. So the fact mm. that Sardar can come in and actually be like, you know what, we can make a decent, fun kids movie with this. And it actually succeeded in that. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, but- it, seemed to, it, was, it seemed to be the correct angle that it needed to yeah. go for. Um, what I want to see, though, what I want to see is when it gets a home video release, I want on the extras for them to have the original version of the film with the original Sonic model. Ah, mm, see, 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 see. Because they've already released it digitally, we already have all the features and stuff. And ah. uh, they do have the original model for some scene. Like, they've got deleted scenes, and they'll have, like, the the not, not the final, like, uh, animated and, like, rigged. And, like, they'll have, like, a mock-up PS2-looking model for Sonic and it indeed looks like the old design but I doubt I doubt they'll have the whole movie like yeah it would be yeah it would be sick though I really want to see it that's what I want never gonna happen I found it quite amusing how um uh you you saw some merchandise kind of be revealed that was the old design that was amusing. Oh my god, um, it looks so bad. Of course, because production on that sort of stuff takes so long that it mm-hmm. was—they'd already been doing it for months. Yeah, they'd already <laughs> they probably had samples and product ready at that point. Um, yeah, that's what I think. A lot of people, when that change happened, I don't think most people understand quite how much work that is. No, I, I know. saw a rumor yeah. that people thought, "Oh, it was, it was all planned. <laughs> it was all a marketing yeah. toy." Oh. There's absolutely zero fucking chance of it. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, at first I is... was on that bandwagon because I was like, "This, there's no way they thought this was good. But then, like, a lot of old stuff came out and they had an even older, desi- older design before that like, that looked absolutely horrific. Like, it was unbearably ugly. <laughs> so to compare the old design to that older design, it made it look a lot better. So I do understand their mindset of releasing that i guess but yeah it's the whole manufacturing stuff where you realize wait a minute why would they why would they make this a stunt and spend all Absolutely. this extra it's money on all of this millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of work yeah. all your licensees to worry about you've got so many behind the scenes things that that is a catastrophic thing to have to do. Yeah. unprecedented i've never seen anything like that have to happen before um uh, there's absolutely no way that no way it hurts the brand as well ultimately. So there's no for Sega this sort of film if it makes money it's like okay great but for them it's a brand exercise. It's yeah. about making the that's what they care about. Then you know the profits of the film call cool, great whatever, but they care about oof get this brand out there 
get this brand bigger, more positive attention for this brand. And, and that sort of thing is exactly what they wanted to avoid. Um, it turned out all right in the end. They changed it. It did. If they kept the old design, Sonic would have been dead. No doubt in my mind. That franchise would have been stagnant forever. I don't think they could have they, ever brought it They back made the right that. decision. It would have been a Cats. It would have been Cats movie all, you know, all over again. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> uh, definitely the right move. Definitely the right move. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> that no, honestly, I just... that I don't know how they could have recovered if that would have happened. Like it would have been the movie everybody would love to to hate because it was so hideous. yeah ugly. it would have been absolute catastrophic oh. for that brand. So I'm glad that they, I'm glad they actually they actually listened and they made a really good design. They got Tyson Hess on board, uh, mm. so really shocking. So yeah, that was great. I'm glad they glad they fixed their shit and the movie was good. Yeah, very good. Um. I guess another topic we should talk about because we're both playing it a, a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, we said before we recorded this, we we're like, we're going to talk about Sonic. We're going to talk about Animal Crossing. So here's the bit where we talk about Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Here it is. Here it comes. I feel it. I feel it coming. Uh oh. Um. Uh oh. No. Oh no. <laughs> I literally have it on in the background at the moment. Um. I mean, we were talking earlier about how we're time poor. Yeah. Um, that's a load of old shit. I've put almost <laughs> 200 hours into this game. Oh, I've not. Um, oh, no, I've not. I, I've barely, <laughs> I've actually barely put any time into Animal Crossing because, uh, oh, no, I'm scared to say this. I'm not that know. big of a fan of New Horizons. Oh, you're not? No. That's, I find it really interesting, the people that aren't... But you played previous versions. Yes. I really like okay. New Leaf. Okay. So uh, what is your issue with this? Because okay. I, I agree with you, it feels very different, so I completely understand where you're coming from. Okay, um, issue number one, everything's too slow. And to some mm. extent, I do understand the whole point of you're trying to build your own community, your own desert island. But things like having to play the game for like 20 hours or so to unlock the ability to hear music every hour in the overworld, I don't understand that. Um... I feel mm. like the NPCs have less dialogue than they've ever had, and they don't feel as unique anymore. Right. Um, it just feels like every character has the same phrase, and then with a random catchphrase at the end, like, was up, or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the loading times were very long. Um, I think... Oh, yeah. I counted, like, I counted when you start the game into actually playing gameplay, it takes literally one and a half minutes, which sounds like nothing, but Every day, like, oh, um, there's a lot of unnecessary dialogue. Like, it's when you want to get visitors over to your island, yeah. for example, which in itself takes fucking ages. The, yeah, the time waiting for that. It's it's that needs fixing. Um, just the dialogue to get through to say I want someone to come and I want them to come via Dodo code is like ten different dialogue boxes. It takes an obscenely long time. It's it is absurd. Um, so yeah, you're right. There's a lot of ugh, like unnecessary. Yeah. And- slog and slow down on, on a lot of the game and i i think the game just lacks content compared to new leaf like for example the nintendo furniture is just not in the game uh, like that's just gone yeah that's a bummer for me because i always have because i've been playing since gamecube and i always yeah. had a room where i just collected all this game merch because that's what i have in my real life house mm-hmm. <laughs> collect video game merch yeah. and cabinets so I love doing that, like collecting all this Nintendo merch. And yeah, it is it is a shame that's all gone. I'm hoping that that sort of stuff comes in a future update. I don't really understand why it's absent. I can't see it. I do. I do understand. It's because they're going to do the Splatoon thing where we get new updates every month or so, which I, I hate that approach. I really don't right. like it. I just want a game where I buy it and I've got the full complete experience without being forced to just wait months and months to get the full game that I was promised for $60. So I don't know that. Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it's important that they keep games fresh and that they keep the game yeah. with the people playing for as long as possible. I just wish um, we didn't have to do that through cutting content rather than like, oh, here's the full game and we're going to add extra stuff. Yeah, I mean, also for me as someone that cares a lot about preservation, it has passed my mind that well, this isn't. It's not all on the cartridge now. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I never in, thought about in, that. In 40, yeah. 50 years' time, it's you're really only realistically going to be able to play what's just on the card. That's true. Yeah. Um, which is always a, a massive. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I never everything. I never thought about it that way. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. That's always that's always a concern for me. That's why if a game launches and has loads of updates, I really want them to lo- to launch like a game of the year edition or yep. something with Spiral. everything on the cart or the disc because then it's all there. Um that that frankly is not something most people worry about, so it's like okay, fine, play to the yeah. you've got to play to what people actually want. Um but my concern is always about will I be able to play this in 20 years time? Doesn't matter whether I actually would. <laughs> but it's just you know, I might remember a game in 20 years' time and want to go back and play it or show it to my kids. And it's that is just something that is very important to me. And stuff like this obviously makes it very, very difficult. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I think like Tom Nook's like, shop or something or whatever. I've not played the game for that long, so I don't know. Apparently, you can only mm-hmm. do like two upgrades on that or whatever. Um, the game doesn't have yeah. diving or mini games or all like mm-hmm. just a lot of things that are in New Leaf that I just. Why is it gone? Yeah, it's that's that's fair. I think for I think the reason that perhaps doesn't bother me quite so much is New Leaf is the game that I played the least. Yeah, with the Animal Crossing. Um, I don't know where that is. I think, uh, I think I lost my 3DS like about a year before the Switch came out. So yeah, perhaps that didn't help. Um, so I just did New Leaf. I, I played the GameCube game to high heaven. I played the uh, Wild World quite a bit. I played the Wii version an awful lot. Um. And then New Leaf a bit, so I've kind of almost jumped from Wii to this. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't put that much time into the 3D version, so I'm hoping they will add all those bits and bobs through updates. No, I'm um, sure they will. I'm I'm confident they will. It's just I wish it was there at the beginning, especially yeah, since the game was delayed as well. Yeah, I, I know that there's a lot of things that this game just hasn't clicked for some people. Yeah, um, and I completely understand. It has a very different feel um, for me. It's just a lot of the personal things I get out of Animal Crossing yeah. have sort of been expanded on this. So I'm, I, I mean, selfishly, I'm fine. I, I'm bloody loving it. Yeah. Um, I even quite like all the terraforming. I think it's a bit of a shame that because it's there, I'll use it. So I've terraformed my island and completely decimated yeah. it. But then I, uh, one part of it is like, you know, with the GameCube one and the Wii one, part of the character was the island. And I've destroyed it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's my own thing now, and that's that's fun in a different way. But it is kind of a shame that we'll never really have that that sort of character of the original island. Yeah. Ever again. See, that's that's probably the main hook of New Horizons is that it's probably the most customizable yeah. of the lot, which is cool. That's Absolutely. cool. The yeah. outfits as well are crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, I'm loving it. I, I mean, I think that the 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 terraforming, the outfits, um, the improved online, uh, yeah, a, a lot of those aspects. I, they're wicked. I mean, I'm. I'm. I, this is probably my favorite one. Probably yeah. this and the GameCube version. Um, so I am absolutely adoring it. Um, I have a shrine to Luigi yeah. in, in my town. <laughs> yeah, I saw which that. I think I've already spoken about on like four podcasts, but I feel inclined yeah. to bring it up again. <laughs> Pay respects to Luigi. I will. <laughs> um, I also like uh, one neglected thing is I like that on the Nook system, the Nook ATM machine, whatever it's called. Yeah. And the items you can buy off of that with your Nook points um, have variants, and you can't purchase or customize them. Yeah, you have to trade them with other players in order to get the variants, and I quite like that. Yeah, that's been quite fun, like hunting down the variants of like the monster statue and the drinks machines and snacks machines and stuff. I found that quite like going oh, see, on Twitter and I've, that sort of stuff. There's something I don't like about that thing. I don't like that in the game. Like you have to pay with like in-game coins or whatever you have to pay for like better game design stuff so like for example you know that little wheel oh wait, wait you can like select which held item you mm-hmm. use like mm-hmm. you don't have that initially that's something you have to like save up and buy or uh, like toolbox i understand a bit but at the start it's like unbearably limited that is like they just did this so you would buy the other one like it didn't start at a decent size and i don't know and i know that's that's probably just a me thing but i don't think you should having you should be having to buy features like that. That's fair. I mean, I I I understand that, but I quite like it because yeah. I feel that that first those first ten days when you're playing, it's a real it's slow, and that's definitely not for everyone. But I quite enjoyed it because you felt like you were unlocking stuff as you were getting used to your island, and that's those stuff that you buy with the coins and the points, they're, they're quite cheap, so if you've been playing every day, yeah. um, you should realistically have been um, be, be capable of, of getting them without too much difficulty. Um, 
I kind of liked that slow build up. I kind of liked it. It's not for everyone, and I completely get that. Yeah, sometimes I feel like they've made it slow on purpose just so you play it every day, rather than like to be better game design. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the focus is very much um, they want people to play this every day for a long time. Um, um, Which which I feel like newly did better. I just felt things just felt faster in that game, but you still had the incentive to play every day. Yeah. Because the game was just yeah. that fun. Whereas in this game, it feels like, oh, to unlock this, you have to wait a day. And, like, I don't know. Rather than the game just being fun on its own, you're just waiting for features to unlock. There's also, I mean, that kind of follows through on a lot of the, of, of the game as well. Because yeah. at the moment, as I say, I'm terraforming. So I'm moving all of the island shops, the museum, the islander homes. And uh, you can only do one of those a day, which bit of a bummer yeah um and you have to wait a day for it to be made and so it's going to take me weeks to get my island to how i want it to be which on one hand as i say i like that it's slow i like that it's kind of log in play the game for half hour every day kind of thing yeah i like that um but the other hand i kind of just want to get the island done so that it's done Um, yeah and i I think people just have different ways of playing and different approach to because for me in my mind um often it's terraformed i'm quite happy to just log in every day do my chores done log out and do that every day for a year uh, and i find that enjoyable um but it's just a different approach from different people and what they want from the game and that's you know that's, that's always how it's going to be yeah because i refuse to time travel because i want to play the game as intended same yeah yeah um, absolutely I, i'm always, I'm always like that i always like to play a game as it's intended if you want to time travel absolutely valid i no it doesn't affect me i don't care you can do that um, it just feels like cheating, so it's like I don't want to do it. Yeah, for for me personally, it just feels wrong. Like I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't do it. It just wouldn't feel good. So um, well, yeah, with terraforming, how long did it take you to unlock that feature? Um, I I can't remember exactly. I think it's ten days. It might be fifteen, ten to fifteen. Um, and it kind of just unlocks naturally, as long as you're doing everything that Nook asks you to do each day. And I feel like that was their intention. They want you to log in you know do the very few bits you can do because for the first few days you're you're kind of restricted to a small part of your island anyway because you can't you can't even jump over the rivers or climb the cliffs um Mm. so it's very much they want you to start exploring more and more of the island to be able to do more and more as the day goes on i get where they were going um i understand why they did that um I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah, and to be I, honest, I don't think I don't think we'll see it in the next installment either. I think it was just like a cool, unique idea they wanted for this one. Yeah, I also I don't know. I, like I just in the game every day I'm doing the same things: catching bugs, fishing, chopping down trees. Mm. Uh, and that's probably just a me thing, but like it just gets repetitive doing that every day. And if that's like the only main thing I can really do, I don't know. Like for the I'm... at least for the first few weeks, that feels like that's all I can do. Yeah, it basically is. But I'm the kind of person that enjoys grinding, <laughs> which yeah, is absolutely exactly. not yeah, that it's popular. Grinding, I and really I don't enjoy like it. grinding. Yeah, I don't. That would That's why I, I mean, games like Final Fantasy VIII that I grew up on, I'd yep. be more than happy to just sit and grind to level up for hours. Um, Minecraft, I only ever play Minecraft in creative mode, so I'm just sitting building big oh, things takes hours yeah. and hours and hours. Like having an end goal, um, is is enough for me like that i seem to enjoy that so yeah. my end goal is to have my town how i want it to be so even though that might take me 50 bloody hours over weeks and weeks and weeks um a lot of grinding i i, I enjoy that but again not for everyone and mm-hmm. to be honest not for most people i don't think most people enjoy grind yeah um so yeah there's enough core differences in this game that it's really i, I think it will split people on, on which parts they like and stuff yeah i just it's just not for me uh Fair enough. I, I didn't. I, I I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, the game's definitely not. Like, there's some stuff I'd argue should be fixed, but other stuff where mm. it's like, yeah, that's just what Animal Crossing is, and I just don't really like that. So, yeah, it was a split game for me. Kind of disappointing because it's one of Nintendo's only games we know of for this year. So I was hoping it would be a game that would like hook me for ages, but it just kind of didn't. How dare you not like? How dare I? I <laughs> Absolutely. Dislike, How dare you? Dislike button at the ready. Um, on a serious note, though, I f- the sales have been absolutely exceptional. Oh, and they I have. I don't think been. it's fair to point it directly at obviously the crisis, the ongoing yep. crisis. Um, I think to for people to say, "Oh, it only sold well because of coronavirus," is neglecting 
how much that IP has been expanded yeah. over the years. Um, its sales now um, put it firmly up there with like Mario and Mario and Zelda as one of oh, yeah. Nintendo's absolute biggest IPs. So I think we'll see an awful fucking lot more of Animal Crossing now. I hope more it. More merchandise, I hope it more cameos, more spin-offs. Like it's it's going to be yeah. massively important to them now because there's now no longer any any doubt. It is mainstream. It's the most mainstream as mainstream oh, absolutely. can possibly be now. Um, it's 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 as recognizable as Mario and Zelda in the mainstream bubble at the moment. So, which is why it always struck me as weird more that the game took so long to release or to even make in general. Because like I knew how big Animal Crossing was, New Leaf was yeah. massive, so I thought, all right, they'll get a Wii one out quickly. Uh, no, they won't. Oh, they'll get a Switch one out quickly. Uh, no, they won't. So it's like what? So yeah. This will show Nintendo, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It is uh that's certainly odd. I think perhaps from from this and the absolute booming success of this, it will be like launch title level stuff in future. Yeah. Um perhaps I just hope it, level of faith in it. But... Oh, I hope it beats Sword and Shield. Really, please. I want it to outsell <laughs> Sword and Shield hundred uh, percent. I, I think it might, you know. I think yeah, I, think I saw something. Yeah. Shock me. I heard it was selling faster, so please, oh my god. I'm not a fan of Sword and Shield, by the way. If you if you didn't know, not I haven't played it. I haven't played it. I would not. I didn't play um, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I didn't play Sun and Moon. Oh, um, oh, I love those games. Sun and Moon, fantastic. I'm sure I probably would. I mean, I, I just lost my 3ds at the time, and I've yeah. kind of fallen out of Pokemon for some for, for God knows what yep. reason. I don't really know. Um, I don't think they necessarily did anything wrong. It's just I've kind of fallen out of it for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Because you have, yeah, I grew up the franchise and love it. So on Twitter, you've got like that yuck thread of when it's like some business <laughs> gaming business, <laughs> some disc- like Mario Kart tour for like microtransaction bullshit. It's like oh yuck, that's where yeah, Pokemon so... belongs, in my opinion. <laughs> Pokemon for Hall. context, like that that Twitter thread of mine, um, I basically just quote tweet unethical happenings in the video game industry yeah like, gross because like it doesn't need it's, you don't need to say anything more it's disgusting like yeah gross and um terribly actually like through no in through no um conscious intent it is mostly nintendo focused in the last year yeah warrior i mean some of the examples are stuff as you say like Mario Kart tour loot box garbage nonsense stuff like diddy costing camp, god knows how much pocket camp stuff um grand theft auto 5 casinos yeah, doing yeah bloody yeah, well yeah. and earning god knows how much money but it's mostly nintendo stuff recently which is concerning um that probably won't make any sense unless you see the thread so i'll shut up about no, it I, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say i uh i think pokemon has turned into um i, I hate when p- people hate when i say this but i i would compare them to ea or activision i would right but with what they do uh, Sword and Shield kind of like just put that in, like it just sealed the deal. Like I th- think it needs to stop being an annualized series. I don't think it. I don't think it works as an annualized series. I think it could. I don't think that's the issue. Because when I think back to the days of Pokemon Black and White and Black and White Two, like Black and White Two were direct sequels to Black and White. A year after, like it, it came out one year afterwards, and it felt fresh and different enough. I'm not saying they should make it annual, but I'm just saying it can work. It's just they're starting to, I think they're just starting to manipulate Pokemon in a way that they know it's like the biggest selling franchise of all time. Mm. It's, it feels like what they've done to Star Wars, honestly. That's how I would compare Pokemon in its current state, which is sad because I love Pokemon. It's one of the franchises I literally grew up with. So to see it kind of like being manipulated in a way like Pokemon Home is like a subscription service where you it's basically features that were in the past games but now you have to pay like an annual fee for it and it's just that kind of stuff just oh, yeah that i agree on that's 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 garbage pokem yeah. shite um they definitely shouldn't be charging that sort of stuff um but yeah as i say i haven't i haven't played them i can't comment on it too much yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. It is the largest uh, entertainment franchise in the world. In the world, it is. It's huge. 90% of that is merchandise and licensing. So, of course, they need to consider that sort of stuff whenever they're making a new product. Yeah. Um, Because as much money as Pokemon Sword and Shield could make, which I'm sure is millions and millions and millions, it's piss all in comparison to the licensing and the merchandise side of stuff. Um, So that's definitely where the Pokemon company's focus is going to be. 
Um, so maybe that plays into the direction of the games. I, I don't know. Um, also, of course, interestingly, is Game Freak's experience outside of Pokemon is basically nothing. Nothing, yeah. Um, you know, a couple of extra, a couple of games here and there, yeah. Harmonite and Tembo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that that's that's their whole experience. And sometimes I do feel that perhaps um, the, the, that's difficult for them. That's their which only is, creative output, and they don't have much else experience. Which is why they should. I I don't know why they haven't expanded into bigger studios. Like why not? They they've they're working on the biggest media franchise in the in the world. Why aren't mm. they expanding and getting more people? Because that's the main issue with Sword and Shield at least, is that the game was it felt like a three DS title being sold at sixty dollars with less content than all previous games, pretty much. And then they the, ca- you Yeah. Sorry, the, the the comment that a lot of people said that that you know, that you need more staff basically, yeah. which I'm sure they do. Um, but they had so much outsourced from other companies, which is absolutely normal in the video game industry. That 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 happens. Um, that I think it was like thousands and thousands of people still working on those games. So yeah. I don't know necessarily that more people is the answer. Um, well, then if it's not, I don't know what the answer is. Me neither. <laughs> I think they need more. I think they need more time to to make uh, mainline titles. Uh, I think they need to to spend yeah. three years on the next one and be doing little else. Well, um, to be fair, I don't know what ever happened because they don't need to. Uh, Sword and Shield sold incredibly well, and uh, to me, that just shows they can pretty much throw out anything with as long as you can beat eight gyms and catch Pokemon. I think they can make whatever they want, and it will sell. So I don't think we'll ever see an improvement, which might sound cynical, but if you were a gaming company and you were not spending that much money on something, but you were making massive income, like why would you spend more money into that thing if the income's going to be the same? Well, I mean, it's what they'll they will certainly listen to that feedback because obviously future proofing that brand is incredible. Yeah, important. yeah, yeah. Um, it's not just we we made all this money now, great, we're happy. Um, yeah, they're not yeah, dumb. They, yeah. They'll 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 be like, right, we need to protect this brand for as yeah. long as bloody possible. Um, so if there's a mass um, uh, disappointment in in an aspect, then we need to take a look at that. Um, I'm sure it's something that they are inter- have internally spoken about. I'm sure they're looking into it. Oh, absolutely. Whether like, the feedback is valid yeah. and whether it's enough people that they really do need to take note. Because um, like, whether ev- we see anything good from that, I don't know. Because but... everybody had heard of the Pokemon controversy, it was ab- that was everywhere. That was insane. I like they did not. Expect it was all a bit mad, really. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, quite a bit strange. Was... I, I mean, because I hadn't played it, I kind of stayed out of it a little bit. Um, I understood some aspects of it. I, I thought some of it was a bit typical gamery, complainery nonsense. No, but, yeah, um... yeah, yeah. But like the whole cutting that the national decks was basically the biggest thing. Which is still to this day something I won't understand why they did. Yeah, I mean, I understand on the face of it, I understand that if they're going to make an extra 100 Pokemon every single entry, eventually it's not realistic for them to be able to have all of them in one game. Yeah. Because they're going to have to animate, they're going to have to yes, exactly. every yeah, single one. Yeah, I get them. them, I get that. Yeah, that, 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 seems, that seems plausible to me. Um. Of course, the, the 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 argument is that they didn't really animate any. They of them, didn't. So they reused them from. Uh, they reused them from Sun and Moon, which is what that's what prompted the whole thing. They said we want to add, like, we want to make the Pokemon look a lot better, new animations. But then everybody found out that they didn't make anything new for them, and it was just the past animations from Sun and Moon and models. So they weren't actually putting extra work into them. Which is where that's where that's where the controversy started was that they lied pretty much about redoing stuff when they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was still some work needed on 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 those on those models. It didn't. It doesn't look entirely like it was completely copy pasted, but they don't look vastly different. I um, think the main thing is the texturing. Everything like the yes. actual uh, the poly like the models are exactly the same. Like the way yeah like, everything yeah you're right is, yeah. yeah. But yeah, hey, I think I think they were stuck in the awkward position of. Frankly, it probably needed a bit more time. Oh, yeah, um, but they I can't agree. point at their publishers and go, "Blame the fucking Pokemon company." You blame Nintendo. They, yeah, oh, they wanted it out at this point. Um, so it's ho- hopefully we will just see some feedback taken on board for the future. Yeah, I hope so too. Right, with that, um, we've covered Sonic, Animal Crossing, and Pokemon, the the three only video games in the yes. world. Yes, <laughs> so I think we'll I think we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Um, thank you very very much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me on. About 
all this beautiful goodness. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Twip98. I post opinions. Some of them you might not agree with sometimes. Uh, and then I do my YouTube, which is also Twip, where I do uh, I do discussions. I do new stuff on Nintendo, Sonic, maybe some outside stuff, but mainly those two stuff. Um, and yeah, I guess if you watch BBC, the social, you'll see me on that as well. But yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Amazing stuff. Cool. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, um, I'm sure me. we will talk more on Twitter about all this goodness, goodness. Absolutely. And if everyone listening, thank you very much. Make sure you tune into the next one where we're talking to some other random fuckheads about some video games. Yay. <laughs> right. <laughs> catch you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is supported by Patreon. You can support it at patreon.com slash toads anime and listen to the next episode before it releases. Alternatively, spend it on something more important, like a nice pot of hummus.